God is good. So many things on me. Uh, I realize that uh, I have a lot of comments to begin with. Uh, I remember as, as Pastor me was mentioning and also the videos we saw about when you use the word evangelistic uh, outreach, I think we sort of have a, you know, like a crusade type of ideas. I think that's really not helpful. I'd rather maybe call it kingdom outreaches, where it is about God's kingdom coming, not only preaching of the gospel, also God's grace and mercy coming and the love being shared everywhere. That's what you're hoping for. And it is not just preaching the gospel, which is important, as well as showing love and, 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 and gospel going, God's goodness going forth in words and deeds. Okay, uh, couple, couple, one, one more thing. Um, if you've been following through with uh, 40 Days of Prayer, uh, uh, actually the last couple of weeks we've been focusing on model prayer, the patterns of prayer, and what, what really, in, in amazing, ingenious ways, what the Saturday Church was doing was really teaching us about how to pray daily because Lord's Prayer is about daily prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, not only do we need daily prayer models, but also we need to know how to pray in different circumstances. We are going, this week I know that we're going to, we are focusing on praying for breakthroughs. Next week I think we'll be praying, we're learning to pray for healing and restoration. So this is part of the thing that's going on. Because our prayer life should be not only daily in our prayer uh, communication with God, but also there are seasons when I need to come and break through. There was something that in the video, small group videos, uh, my, uh, when the Rick Warren said something, I, I love the way he began this, this week. Let me quote him a little bit. Breakthroughs happen when you, are, when you seek them. Breakthroughs don't happen to people who are, who are not looking for them. You seek for breakthrough from God through prayer. See, you know, the breakthroughs, we need breakthroughs in our lives. A breakthrough happens to those who are seeking them for. And those who are not seeking after them will often will not see breakthroughs. It's interesting to think about. A powerful truth to think about. Okay. Uh, some, of, some of you know, last Sunday night, I flew out to Georgia, left at 9.30 and BWI got to Atlanta, Georgia for 11.27. Drove an hour and a half to go to a city called Dawsonville, Georgia, North, North Georgia, a small town. Small town, went up there. And also, uh, following that, we drove out to a little town called Dalton, Georgia. Because uh, I've been hearing about at least two of the places where God has been visiting. And uh, people may call it revival. Some things are stirring up. Things are happening. I've been hearing uh, some of the stories and stirrings. I want to check it out on my own. Because it has, it has been going on for, both of them going on for a year and a half already. The other one, maybe a little, Dalton River took two years. And the one in Dawsonville, about a year and a half. 
we, 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 when we got to the Dawson, it was 1 a.m. Pastor Shin was waiting for me. She, he talked with the staffs there. And uh, Pastor Shin, me, my wife, and Pastor Danny from uh, California flew out. We, we were the last four who got baptized. Now, you know, you, you, may have, you may have a problem. Don't you get baptized only once? Yes, you only get baptized once to be saved as, as a baptism of your confession of your faith. But we were baptized, immersed that day, um, because the revival, the, the, what, what was happening in the church in Dawson Mill was about, I think last year, January, the staff were doing 21 days of fasting. In the midst of their fasting, the pastor, who was really seeking, hung, seeking God and hungry for God's uh, move and uh, revival in his church, so had a very short vision where he saw an empty baptistry. I don't know if you have ever seen a baptistry. Some churches, like Baptist churches, or some churches have a church built-in baptistry where people get immersed and baptized in the church. The church I used to be in Hawaii, they would have this thing opened up, and they would be baptized right there. There will be a water tank one there. They will be baptized in there. So he saw empty baptistry, and I, he saw a vision where they, it was filling up with water to the top. And then, and then he saw a thin layer of fire on top of it. So, and I see a short vision, and they be seeking God, and, and God visited them. And they began to baptize people. Some, and so uh, since then, they've been baptized a lot of people. And, and when people are immersed in the water, people are being healed. People experience encountering, have experienced in God, and, and, and all kind of things. And so, been going on for about a year and a half. Pastor Shin invited us. So I was standing in line, make sure that you have you be able to go in and go in. So we got there one o'clock. We got baptized about three o'clock. Me, my, me, my wife, Pastor Danny Han, and pa- Pastor Shin got baptized again. Two weeks before that, he got baptized over there. He got baptized. Again. He's a selfish guy. Anyway, and so that night, and, that night and, and then we drove back down to Atlanta, stay overnight, and next day we went out to Dalton. Anyway, why did he do this? Because breakthrough happens to those who are seeking them. I'm a pastor. I love God, but I want more of God. When I hear of God moving somewhere, I want to see what God is doing. Today, I want to look at a story in the Bible that really happened. Actually, I shared this message about, you know, I shared this, talked about this story about two years ago. But I want to go back because this is what the, the story God highlighted to me uh, today to share with. I want to share that with you. Here's the thing people may, be, people may say this is controversial, but here's the thing. I want to know God more. When I went to the water, the water was really warm. In the end, and they, they said that when I came in the water with my wife, the pastor asked, why are you in the waterfall? I said, I'm here simply because I want more of God. I want more of Jesus. And I want his nearness. Actually, my wife said it. I said, she took the words out of my mouth. Dito, we got, we got baptized, we were immersed in the water, and that's what we are asking for. 
not, I'm not wasn't really seeking miracles as much. I was seeking, I want to know God more. Anyway, it was, it was really good. It was not wow, but it was really good. Deep, deep things. Uh, if you can open your Bible to Mark chapter 5. The title of today's message, Pray with Prayer. Pray with Faith. Pray with faith. Now, um, the story that we're going to look at is a familiar story. It's about a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years. She needed a breakthrough in her life. It's somebody who was, had uh, issues and problems with her life for 12 years. Do you need breakthroughs in your life? Do you need breakthroughs in your life? Are you... Seeking God for God's breakthrough in your life. That's the question I'm asking. You know, I wrote some things down. I thought about it. As I, as I come back from the trip, we, come back, we came back Tuesday night. I was thinking, why did I go? What, 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 was, the, what was the thing? But he's a, the thing that we, God really reminded me was this. We believe in God, living God, God is alive. God who heals, God who does miracles, God who is supernatural. Somehow as we do church, as we Christian life, often the, uh, the supernatural aspect of our God is became very, very little and we don't expect anything to happen in the church. We don't expect God to come and touch us at all. We pray without expecting God to do anything. If God is who God is, and he's a living and active God who is living and alive and who is mighty God, that when I pray, I need to be expecting and trusting that God will do what he said he will do, right? But when you walk into church on Sundays to worship, most of us come without expecting anything. Maybe you're expecting, maybe hope, hopefully Pastor will give a short message. That's what sometimes you're hoping. Why? Not that I want to preach long, but the thing is, we come often without any expectation. Often that expectation is part of faith in God. What am I trusting in God for when I pray? What am I expecting God to do? In this 40 days of prayer we are going through, we are not going to program. We are not just going to program. What are you asking God to do in these 40 days? What are you asking God? And are you expecting God to do that in your life? You know, you know what I'm getting at. Because this is, I am saying because I feel convicted. I feel convicted. You know, and I'm going to talk about the uh, Bible, uh, the old flowing Bible a little later. But the thing is that, what I was thinking. I'm wondering whether we are not doing religion than really having life with God. Am I really believing what God said he will do? That's the issue. That's the issue. Do I believe? And the thing is, this is why, yes, God answers all our prayers. But also the word of God says, pray with faith. In James chapter 1, it says, you ask God in faith. If we, we, without faith, don't expect God to give you anything. 
Bible talks about that we come to God in faith. The word of God said in Hebrews chapter 11, We'll, we'll look at the verse later. It's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, he really exists, and that he is rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. I feel like often I play religion. I don't really live as God wants me to live. Today we're going to look at the story, a very familiar story about a woman who has been suffering with uh, hemorrhaging for 12 years. Let me read the story. As I read, and I'm going to slow down, explain a little bit. It's a story about a woman who has been hemorrhaging for 12 years, did everything in her life to be healed, and nothing, you know, and she or she didn't get any cure at all, but she hears about Jesus, she draws near to Jesus, she touches his cloak and she gets healed. Let me look at the story slowly, verse by verse, really expound a little bit, think about something. The question is, what does faith look like? What, what does praying in faith look like? That's the question what I'm looking, asking, thinking about. And he, Jesus, went off with him. Jesus, somebody came and asked Jesus, can you come? My daughter is dying. And can you come, come, can you come and lay your hand and she'll be healed? Jesus going up with him to that house. On that way, a large crowd was following him, Jesus, and pressing in on him. There's so many people that are coming and they are now following. Jesus is going, they're following him. They're, to the point they are pushing in, literally rubbing on him. I don't know if you've been to some, some place where a lot of people are there, like concerts. Everybody wants to touch the singer or whatever, and you, you, people are pushing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Though I've never been to one of those things. Anyway, a woman who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hand of many physicians and has spent all that she had and was not helped at all, at all, but rather had grown worse. Here's a woman who's been hemorrhaging, and it's not only a, I mean, many, many scholars think this might have been con constant menstrual, uh, menstrual uh, bleeding. It might be just nuisance, but more than that, in those days, people considered it was unclean. You can really, and considered you, you are socially not able to be with other people. She spent, did everything to get healed, cured, and nothing worked. Nothing worked at all. And even got worse. And some stories about different things she might have tried. And some, some stories about how if you have an ostrich egg, you roast it or something and grind the thing and eat that, you know, you, you get healed, whatever. People tried all kind of things. And, and, then, and then verse next verse, it said, after hearing about Jesus, in the midst of all these things, I bet you she has given up trying anything. Now she hears about this person named Jesus, a rabbi from Nazareth. She's hearing that this, man, this rabbi from country, 
side. He's going and healing. Wherever he goes, people are getting healed. Demons are being casted out. Even death comes alive. And they're hearing, she's hearing stories and stories about this man named Jesus. And she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garment, I will be healed. So she heard about this this man named Jesus. Now think about it. Now, wherever Jesus went by this time, a lot of people are following. To the place went, uh, one place, one time, he fed 5,000 men plus women, probably about 20,000 people out there. There's no microphone. They're all gathering about G- around Jesus. I mean, they were, they're so in midst of all that, she hears about Jesus and now she goes She decided, I'm going to go and see this man. Maybe he can do something to me. She came, not only that, she came and she pressed in, came and touched his cloak from the behind, not from the front. And she came in and pushed around. And anyway, I'll tell you a funny story about Pastor Shane. She's coming to our church to the covenant retreat in about a month and a half. Pastor Shin has been going out there every weekend. This church in Dawsonville, right? He figured it out where to sit so that he'll be in the first line to go up to get baptized. He's been emailing everyone. This is what you do. You have to sit by, on this side, by the, by the left-hand side of the thing. When they begin to have an altar call, you start running because everybody's already standing. So he'll go up there. Anyway, Pastor Shin, I tell you, you have to give him props for his zeal for God's presence. He'll go anywhere when he hears about God's moving. He went to Nigeria when he heard about God's special moving in Nigeria. But yet he's not just crazy, some signs of under God. He is really seeking God's presence, God's nearness. Anyway, so here she comes through the crowd. She's thinking, if I just touch his cloak, I'll be healed. I don't know what kind of faith that is, but she came in. She said, if I just touch him, maybe there was, maybe there was some kind of mysticism. You know, if some special person is there, you go near, maybe their presence will change you something. You know what I'm getting at, right? And, she, and she's now, and she comes, she's, my alarm is telling me, Wind down my message. Forget it. Not, not right now. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, so she, she, she presses in. If I, and she had this, if I just touch him, I will be healed. You know, you know, a lot of people are pressing and touching Jesus, but she comes in and she does it. What happens? Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately she felt she, she was healed. She felt immediately that flow of her blood stopped. Well, the first I looked, put on is that, you see, the faith comes from hearing. Hearing from the word of, word of Christ. Amen? She didn't know anything now. She began to hear about Jesus, some of the things he's doing, the stories she heard. And as hope is rising, expectation is rising in her. Oh, 
faith is rising. Maybe he can do something. Maybe he's able to do something. Maybe he is from God. He can do something. That small, but not precise, not correct, but some faith is growing in her. It's beginning to hear because of the testimonies. What she, well, now she's coming. She came and touched him. And when she did, immediately she was healed. The next verse it says, immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeded, proceeding from him had gone, gone forth. And Ivy says power had gone out from him. And turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? So as this woman touched, she got healed immediately. Immediately Jesus realized a power went out from him. Very interesting. There are places in the Bible where it talks about how there was, there was virtue of God was there to heal. Talks about how somehow there's Power to heal happens. And here, by she touching Jesus by faith, something goes out of Jesus. He wasn't aware of it. Some, actually, I remember when I shared this message two years ago, I said, she stole a miracle from God. She stole a miracle from Jesus. I don't know if you can ever think of, you can steal something from God. Sounds very heretical, right? I just say that. Sounds heretical, right? But she did. Jesus was not planning to dare to heal her, but she came by faith when she touched. Power of God in Jesus went out. She got healed. But that's what the Bible says. She's just realizing something went out, power went out from him to heal. Jesus looked around, who touched me? Somebody touched me. You see, faith, this is why the Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11, 6, it is impossible to please God without faith. You see, faith honors God. Faith honors God. You see, this woman's faith was honoring Jesus. I know you are able to heal me. You have power to heal me. Faith honors God. Faith makes room in my life for God to work in my life. Amen? Without faith, you don't see anything. Because, you know, without faith, I'm not, I'm not even going to press through. Without faith, I'm not going to even ask. Without faith, I'm not going to even seek. You see, faith seeks. Faith goes after. Really, and, and look what it says. See, power, went, power had gone out from him. Just, just dwell on that. There's a verse in the Bible where Jesus says, from the time of John the Baptist, baptizer, heaven has been pressed in by people with faith who come and come enter in, advance, ad, enter into the kingdom of heaven and taking things. Bible, I'm paraphrasing it horribly here. Talks about how by faith we come, we enter kingdom of God. Now we are not stealing from God, but God allows those things. We come by faith and draw on your ass, receive from God. Amen? And Jesus asked, who touched my garment? Somebody touched me. 
I love this thought. And, and so you need to think about it. And then, you know what the disciple says? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in around you. The people all around you, they're touching you. They are pushing against you. What are you talking about? Who touched me? Everybody's touching you. But Jesus says, but Jesus, now Jesus, here Jesus looks around for the person who touched, has done this. Because the, she had a different kind of touch. You can come and touch Jesus' cloak. Not everybody will be healed. It's not the touch. It's more than a touch. It's a touch with faith that healed. You see, me and my wife, we, we went there, and you know, and we got, we were the last two. We were like two of the last to be last boat to be baptized. And and I, I didn't feel anything. I don't I don't feel a lot of things. I I, I never get slain or fall. I don't. And as I, I remember when you walked in the water, my wife was, I, I she was shaking a little bit. And she senses Holy Spirit here. I don't feel anything. I go in there, and, you know, and I'm in the water now. They float you on the side. I'm sitting there for five minutes. I didn't hear a single thing for five minutes. In that time, I said, God, I'm surrendering to you. And the, the, it, didn't dawn, it just didn't dawn on me until later. You didn't hear anything? Really? Pastor, she said, when I, when I was in the water, when I came out, I heard everything. I didn't hear anything for five minutes. Why didn't I hear anything for five minutes? Pastor Shin thinks, yes, you were slain. I was out. I didn't know. I didn't hear anything. I was in the water, and, and I was on the side. They were praying for me. I don't feel, I don't feel a lot of things. But what I'm getting at is, why do some people come? And they said right before, about, about 30 minutes before, another one Chinese ladies were in there. And when she got immersed, she was like flapping like a fish and getting everybody wet. Everybody wet. She's flapping like a fish. And, and it's like, me, I don't feel nothing. What's wrong with me? No, no. It's like, and I said, you know, depending on the faith you have trusting, what, what, what was I expecting from God? You know, I, to be honest, I don't, I don't even know what I was thinking, what I was expecting. I want more of God. Sounds very pious, sounds good. But did I really have faith? I do not know. You see, many people touch. Many, many people may draw near, even rub their shoulders against Jesus, and nothing happens. But this woman, when she came with faith, when she touched, her faith wasn't complete. Faith was incomplete, not great. But she came and touched, and she got healed. God granted what she was seeking. Touch that was so much more than a touch, wasn't it? It's more than a touch. Her touch brought two things together. Faith and Jesus. You know how we are saved? By faith, right? We are saved, through, saved by faith in Christ Jesus. We are healed by faith in Christ Jesus. We, we experience God's miracles by faith in Christ Jesus. It's faith, isn't it? I quoted this, and Charles Spurgeon says this. Here is a great marvel of it. Little was her knowledge, great as was her unbelief. Astounding as was her misconception of her Lord, yet her faith 
because it was real, saved her. She didn't have a perfect knowledge of Jesus. She didn't have a perfect faith. She had a lot of wrong thoughts and ideas, but because she believed and faith, she was healed. God saved her. See, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, anyone who comes in must believe that he is, he exists, and that he rewards those who what? Earnestly seek him. Earnestly seek him. She's poor, pressing through the touch of Jesus' cloak. She was earnestly seeking him the way only she knew. But the woman, because she said, who, is, who, who touched me? The woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. She came, now came and told Jesus what she has done, everything she has done. You know what? You know why Jesus asked, who touched me? She could have just gone, on, gone home healed, physically healed. But Jesus stopped saying, who touched me? Not because she didn't know her, know this. She, he knew somebody did it. She knew, he knew who she was. But he wanted her to give her testimony and tell what she has done. Just high, he was highlighting her testimony because those testimonies give faith to other people as well. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, you have to look, you have to, you have, you have to look at he, Greek, original language to make sense, better sense of this. Because he, his, and, and he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. That word made you well, the Greek word is sozo, which means, also means saved. To save. When you, you're saved, it says sozo, is be saved. And the word, they, it could literally mean the faith that saves you. In this context, it was talking about how it's being healed, but it's also part of being saved. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You see, Jesus wanted to give her more than just healing. He wanted to give her salvation. She, the, she, Jesus wanted her to know what she, really happened to her, that Jesus, he is the Lord. He is the one who's saving her. He is the one who healed her. It was not just mystical thing. She, he wanted her to have a relationship with him. You see, the faith has saved you. This is why Hebrews eleven six it says, without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith honors God. You see, prayer, prayer in faith, and prayer in faith honors God. Pray in faith. God said, you know, the Bible talks about how you are healed. See, faith presses in to touch him. Faith did that. You see, if you have no faith, you're not going to come to look for Jesus. You will not press in. Okay, there's too many people. Maybe I'll need to wait next time. Oh, that's too far away. I, can't, I cannot go. I cannot go. It's too inconvenient. I, I will not go. See, faith presses in, right? 
I'm not telling you to go to Georgia, okay? I'm not saying that, okay? I'm not saying that. But the thing is, you see, when you come and worship, when you come together as in worship, when you come to Bible study, when you come to pray together, what we are doing is we are pressing in to see Jesus. Pressing in for him. You see, faith goes through obstacles because you believe. This is a story, I remember the story of the paralytic, the four friends brought him. There's so many people who couldn't bring him. They have to go up the roof and tore the roof down and, and let the person in. She got healed. He got healed. You see, faith goes through obstacles. You see, you don't have faith. You're not going to do that. Or too inconvenient or too much work. You don't do that. Faith goes through obstacles. Faith perseveres. When, when you feel like God is, when you feel, feel like things are not happening right, when you feel like even God seems to say, no, you press this in. The story about sire for Asian woman whose daughter was demonized. She, she comes to Jesus, Jesus said, you know what? She ignore, he ignores her, and she still presses in, and he, Jesus said, it is not good to give bread for the children to the dogs. She still, come in, she still comes, Jesus even the dogs, the puppies on the table eat some crumbs. Just give, give me some crumbs so that my daughter will be healed. You see, faith perseveres. As I was preparing this message, thought about this woman uh, hemorrhaging for 12 years. I thought about Rana, our sister. We were praying. She's been in the hospital 11 and a half years. This December will be 12th year. We've been pre- uh, pressing it. We have not given up. We are still continuing to pray for her. Yesterday, I know the Jeannie and the, some of the kids went out to pray. When I was, when I was down in Georgia, I, you know, I asked. I'm pre- I came here because of my sister, Rana, to be healed. One of the person gave me a little prayer cloth with the oil on it, prayed over that thing, and I, I gave Jeannie, take this, gave a bottle, a precious bottle of oil. You only got a few of them. I gave her, take this and Pray over her, and they went and prayed over her. We are look, asking for God's breakthrough. It is by faith. He perseveres. You do not give up. He presses in. See, there is a touch of faith that heals and restores. There is a touch of faith that heals and restores. See, it's not us. It's God. But the faith makes it available. Here's a question for you. Have you ever been desperate enough to press in to touch him? Have you ever been desperate enough to press in to touch him? Have you? I was thinking because today's, uh, this week's Bible study, we'll talk about fasting a little bit. My wife and I, I think we fasted together maybe twice in, in, in our, I think, life together twice, I think, by 40 days each. Each time because we had to make an important decision. And my wife and I, we, we, didn't, we couldn't do a full fast. We did two meals a day fast. We ate one meal a day for 40 days, making decisions, asking God for guidance. Yeah, and each, twice, God, we God led us in the right places. And I remember, so we were pressing in in our own way. Have you ever been desperate enough to press in? It might be fasting. It might be going where you hear God, God is stirring. Or even say, no, I'm going to take time to pray and seek God. This is what you're doing in 40 days right here, right? 
We are not going through a motion. We are actually saying this 40 day, we are pressing in, asking God, what are you asking God for? In these 40 days, are you taking time to pray? Ask God, God, I'm asking you to, for this. What are you asking? What are you expecting God to do? You see Jeremiah 29, verse 13, which is tomorrow's devotion. For a lot of us who are going through the 40 days of prayer, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. When you will seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. I found this pictures. I, I, I liked it. I don't know why the guys are in the boat. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of, all of your heart. Right, the picture looks good. When you seek me with all of your heart. You see, to be honest, often our faith, our walk with God is half-hearted. It's okay if it happens. It's okay if it doesn't. Half-hearted like that. When you pray, if we, we come like that. It's great if God answers. If he does, it's okay. Am I pressing in? Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, Is anyone among you sick? Then you, he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of offering faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. How? Prayer offered in faith. Pray in faith. Let me end with the story, final story about the other place I went. The other place I went was a Dalton, uh, Georgia, tiny little town. You know, and the story was that about two years ago, this person named Je uh, Jerry, right? Jerry, remember his wife's name? The one who prayed for you? Jerry, and this guy, in a small prayer meeting, his Bible begins to have a little spot of oil, starting out of Psalm 39. I begin to spread all over his Bible. He thought, you know, his grandkids visited uh, that weekend before. Maybe they dropped something on the Bible, but it began to, you know, oil, probably oil it. They put on, what, put it on the plastic, you know, what you call the Ziploc bag, begin to flow so much they put it in the plastic container. Now, since then, it has been coming out sometimes seven gallons a week. I got mine. <laughs> and, and, so, and when you're praying, God, what is this? And, and, and God, if you keep on giving, it will never run dry. It's been coming. And the thing is that, and the people are being healed, and things are happening. What, what we, were, we were there on t uh, Tuesday morning, they have a, just a small a service in, a, in a, uh, some theater. They don't do any offering, any just time of work, praise and testimony, and people are praying for each other. And there's one of the testimonies that came, was amazing testimony was that a couple of weeks ago, now about three weeks ago, a, a, a family in Canada drove down there because the, I think their little boy was born with foot backward. I don't know what that means. I, I've never seen one. So backward, right? And the, the meaning that baby, the boy never, the baby or toddler never walked. They brought him and so that Jerry, the guy who has a Bible with the flowing oil, 
prayed for him very gently over his leg. He ran back home. And this Tuesday, past Tuesday, somebody from family member came down. Just a few days ago, leg came straight. He took his first step. Hallelujah. And a, they took a picture. This is his leg. Remember, remember, do you remember him? He, he, she's saying, do you remember him? You're praying for him. Yeah, I remember. And this is the picture of the boy. And, and people are getting healed and all that. And so now these are people are coming all over the place. You know, and, and so now you cannot, you cannot, they will not send anything to you. Yeah, you, know, they, you know, they decided that too many people asking too many orders, whatever, they do not give, send away. They'll go to different places to minister and, you know, and they'll pray for people. They'll give out the bottles free, little bottles free. But the thing that really stirred me more than anything else was this. The real story behind is even better. There's a little gift shop called Grace Gift Shop, small gift shop. One of the, one of the I think other, one of the owners is, I think, ex-missionary to India. She and other lady clear the storage room in the back, in the, mid, in the back of the store, you know, six years ago, and made a prayer room. They begin to pray. And, and in the small, very small prayer room, they begin to see oil on the wall. And, you know, and they, would, they would encounter God there. But the, the, see, the Bible thing came four years later. And see that, and so they were saying, they were showing you the light. See, even now you see fresh oil here. And, there, and so this was happening. It really started out few ladies humbly seeking God, praying together. And what for me, what God was saying to me was, that is the oil symbolizes the presence of God. In his present days, fullness of joy. In his presence, there is a life, a life abundant. But for me, oil is not, it's not the oil or what oil points to is Jesus Christ. He is the anointed one. And I remember when you're having the worship on Tuesday morning, they were saying, it's not about the oil. It is about what all points, all symbolism of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is doing this. I want you to know, it's not oil, it's the Holy Spirit is doing this. You see, it started at a small prayer meeting in the back. As a seat God together, the place God's presence came. God's presence came. That's what it was. You see, they were pressing in to seek God, meet God. Encountering God. You see, I remember a number of years ago, uh, Pastor Joey, one, I don't know if you remember, he used to come to us in a worship leader, and, and he's amazing, and he would have their own prayer room in his house. He and his wife, they'll pray together there, and they said, we have many, many special encounters there. And I remember, I remember, I remember he was talking about how feathers will show up. And when I, what I'm getting at is, it's not, it's not about big, showy thing, no. It's about people seeking God in prayer. Even the other church with the baptisms happening, they were, leadership was fasting 21 days, praying together. That's when God came in the midst of them. Point is that we are going out to see what God is doing. No, point is that we, going, we are seeking after God ourselves. We, look, we go after God. We, God, we want you in our midst. We want you to bring breakthrough in our lives. We want you to be near us, God. Amen? Amen. This is what you're praying for. I'm not saying you should go down to Georgia. Going is okay. You know, this guy came. When he heard about I brought the bio, bought another oil. Can I come and visit you? Can you pray for me? 
He came on Friday, right? He came on Friday. He says, I, I, I prayed with oil, and they said, oh, I, I need to drink some. My voice has been hurting. Even not. And so he drank a little bit of oil. He said, he said he feels better. Anyhow, what I'm getting at is, have you ever been desperate enough to press in? See, do you need breakthrough? Press in. Press in. In our uh, small group Bible study, you're going to look at, I think, fasting the other day. It's not that fasting changes everything. The fasting, God, I am desperate for you. I need you, God. I need you, God. Isn't that why we are here? Church exists because we are saying, God, we need you. Because we are comfortable, we are not praying. Because you have come to be on our seeking God. Seeking God. Press in. Pressing in. Pray with faith. Let me see. I think there might be one more. I found. It is impossible to please God without faith. He is a reward of those who diligently, earnestly seek Him. Isn't that the word? He rewards those who earnestly seek him. This is what Jesus said. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. And knock on the door and the door will be opened unto you. Right? Jesus said that. There is a progression asking, seeking, and knocking. So he grants. I think it's time for us to press in. Today, uh, after prayer, after the benediction, I want to pray for some, some people who've been praying for some breakthrough, some things that you've been maybe praying for for quite a while, some things you need God to come and intervene and change. I'm going to pray for those. So, I am pressing in for Rana, God, to heal and restore her. Amen. Let's all stand. Yes, I gave a bottle of oil to Pastor Mimi. Okay, so she'll pray for you as well. Have you, have you ever been desperate enough to press in? This is a season to draw near. He has promised us, everyone who asks will receive. Everyone who seeks will find. Everyone who knocks on the door, the door will be opened unto them. In the same past, same place, Jesus says, how much more your heavenly Father will give Holy Spirit to those who ask. We do not have, we do not, we do not have because we do not ask. He said, ask, draw near, seek and ask. Let's worship God together.